Well, welcome everybody to Dropping Keys, conversations and insights about life, leadership, love, and whatever else we get into. I'm Joel Morgan, your co-conspirator and the head of Key Exploration. I'm a professional coach, facilitator, and inspirational speaker who seeks to inspire meaningful conversations to move people, communities, and organizations forward. What you have just opened up is an A volume. It's an extension of the previous conversation where I take a deeper dive into one or more of the keys dropped. In this case, a compliment to volume 18 with co-conspirator Tom Coyne. This is volume 18A. But hang on just a second. Dropping Keys is the title of a poem and the name of this podcast. The poem is by Hafez, a 14th century mystic and poet. This is where the podcast always begins. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. Now, if you haven't listened to Volume 18, I really do invite you to listen to this conversation that I had with Tom Coyne. These conversations do take on a livelier life, as I say most times, when I hear them again. I'm so grateful for my co-conspirators and would love for you to recommend more co-conspirators to me. Drop me an email at joel at joelmorgan.com. And if you love this podcast, if you're getting something out of it, please give it some love by going to joelmorgan.com backslash pay and helping support its production without commercials. Except this one, of course. Now, talking with Tom reminded me of all the moments when I began to wake up, to come to myself, and realize I didn't have to live like that anymore. Tom talked briefly about one of his defining moments, which led to his path of staying sober. And my heart, once again, was filled with gratitude then and every time I think about it, knowing that his moment and his path led to one of those moments which changed my path forever. So when I listened again to our conversation, Tom saying, it's easier to live scared, really stuck with me. As a coach and consultant, as a facilitator, and as a human, I see this truth borne out repeatedly. So many of my clients work with me to get over being scared of taking the steps they know inside they must take. It's also true of organizations, managers, teams, everyone. It's easier to live scared. Easier to respond to every email, every tweet, every message, or every request as quickly as possible. Easier to hide what's really going on with us to live out the debilitating consequences of bad imposter syndrome. Easier not to get honest with our lover, our partner, our spouse, our friends about what might make our relationship better or more connected. It's easier to live scared not take the risk or be exposed or look foolish and just keep doing the stupid shit we're doing, which isn't giving us life or happiness or joy. And then these moments come. These moments where we realize we don't have to live this way anymore. When we know we can stop living scared. So next, I'm going to introduce you to a framework that I developed after listening to Tom. It's a framework that will allow you to stop living scared. 
S-T-O-P is the acronym. The S is for self-awareness. To stop living scared, we must become more self-aware and other-aware. Maybe this begins by taking some personality tests. Yeah, perhaps some of those cheesy ones online for fun, you know. Become a detective on how you interact with the world. What do you see? What do you notice? What is your magic? What is your superpower? What are your strengths? Now, I mainly use the Gallup Strengths Finder strengths because they give incredibly value insight into my entire way of operating in the world. With relationships, figure out what your attachment style is. Dig in. Just get curious. Become more self-aware about how you relate to yourself, to others, to the world. Stop seeking others' approval here as well goes with self-awareness. Be aware of how you're affected by praise and criticism. Begin to build the muscle of believing in yourself. And also under self-awareness comes be humble. Tom shared an excellent way of thinking about humility. It's not about being a doormat. It's about being, as Tom said, right-sized. Don't be bigger than you really are. Don't live smaller than you really are. C.S. Lewis said, Don't think less of yourself. Think of yourself less. T stands for being totally honest. Be totally honest with yourself. Honesty feeds off of self-awareness and connects it also to regularly working with people to help you stay honest, like a therapist or a coach. Or maybe you can use friends to help you do this, to give you some honest and clear feedback so that you can be honest with yourself. It's about holding a mirror up to your life and your actions. Be clear and truthful with yourself and seek to develop relationships where you can ask for and get this kind of helpful feedback and input. Being totally honest is also about being aware of others, not for their approval, but by taking notice of how they respond to you and how you pay attention to their wants and needs. Being totally honest also is about asking for what you want and need. Getting clear about it, asking for it, and then seeing if those people will actually give it to you. And sometimes they will, and sometimes they won't, and sometimes they will misunderstand. But you can use all that to help you be totally honest with yourself. And so here, you're going to have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Now, don't make yourself a punching bag. Don't, don't look in the mirror every day and just tell yourself how horrible you are. That's not what I'm talking about. You've got to be able to praise yourself and you've got to be able to criticize yourself honestly. Let this total honesty be a way of getting stronger. O is for open-minded. A great question to ask to stay open-minded is, how might someone else see this? Like your mom your aunt, a six-year-old, or the other person in the conflict. How might someone else view what it is that you are doing and how you're doing it? Being open-minded helps shift your perspective and helps you, as Tom said, let go of being the center of the universe, of being the director of the world. 
Being open-minded lets you let go of having to control and manipulate and talk about how everybody else is getting everything else wrong and how you would do it better. Open-mindedness leads to flexibility, creativity, and resilience. And who doesn't want those things? P is for path. Now, metaphorically, we've talked about how we're all on a journey. We are creating a path for ourselves. The way ahead of us is unclear, and the way behind us disappears as we walk it. Walking the path invites us to be willing to change. Since the way ahead is uncertain, because the future has not yet been determined, we're going to need to use, and you're going to need to use, all of the other tools in STOP to develop trust and courage in taking the next step. Then you'll take it, and you'll use all of your tools again to figure out the next one. Now, Tom encouraged us to seek to be helpful and useful to others as we walk the path. Help them to live well, love well, and help them to stop living scared, too. Another thing here is something Matthew McConaughey said in a talk that I heard him give. Don't leave crumbs along the path. I think this goes along with what Tom said when he said, come up with answers that you're not going to have to apologize for later. So in other words, don't do things that are going to come back and bite you later if you can at all help it. In 12-step, you know, a lot of what folks are asked to do in one of the steps is to make amends. So maybe you've left a crumb and maybe you can make amends. Maybe it's time to do that. Get totally honest with yourself, be aware, and then make amends as you can. Crumbs can really mess you up. Don't leave crumbs. And when it gets tough along the path, and it will, guaranteed, just keep walking. I'm not sure where I heard it, but I've often referenced this saying. When you're in hell, keep walking. Hell has boundaries. Eventually, you'll cross them. So there it is, very briefly, very quickly. S-T-O-P, stop living scared. And when you stop living scared, you are on a self-aware, totally honest, open-minded path. And when we stop living scared, we begin to make our art. To live, as Tom said, a bigger life. He also said that art is a chance to work questions out. And life and living is the biggest question in front of us all the time. It's a chance to experience happiness, yes, and to have joy, which is to live for something larger. Tom quoted C.S. Lewis when he said, The difference between happiness and joy is the presence of the divine, which means that we're living for something larger than ourselves. We're sensing something bigger than just us. And so today, the key I want to drop for you is stop living scared. Thanks, Tom. And thank you all for listening to Volume 18A of Dropping Keys. You can find me at joelmorgan.com or at joelmorgancc on Facebook and Instagram. You can find my book every single day on my website or Amazon. 
Drop me a note at joelmorgan.com if this podcast connected with you. And now, may the sage drop the key to unlock the cage in which you find yourself. Until next time, everybody.